0: Every time I see you in the world, you always step to my girl. That's it. And then I can play the air drums. That's it. Uh,
1: Luke, thank you very much, man. Welcome to the show.
0: I'm glad to be here. All I'm right. excited. I didn't know I was going to
1: be singing. I should have known, but it, I can't It was in the memo. So, uh, the memo you know. was sent out, so everyone, yeah. <laughs> knows, everyone knows you get on TCL, you're going to be singing a tune for seconds, and then, then it's all downhill from there. Yeah, you know we're
0: about visual communication here at Company Camp. So if it's not any picture to me, then you
1: know it just goes right through. I'll send you a little music note next time. Um, All right, where do you want to? Okay, well I want to begin. Well, first of all, off mic, we were just talking. You're in where you're at, Lincoln, Nebraska.
0: We are in Nebraska. Yep, Lincoln, Nebraska.
1: Okay, and we're in Toronto. Uh, The middle. Okay, you're right in the middle of it. I don't think well the middle of the
0: United States.
1: I don't think I've ever been. Yeah, there's not a lot
0: happening here. I mean, look, I like it here. Don't get me wrong. Um, A lot of people have just driven through, you know, you're driving east to west across the United States, kind of the main interstate road highway goes right through Nebraska. Um, And so, yeah, but yeah, I mean, tons of cornfields, wheat, soybeans. My dad grew up on like a uh, we'd call a feedlot. You know, they had like a couple hundred head of cattle kind of out in the middle of nowhere, uh, started a roofing company, and here I sit in in Lincoln, Nebraska.
1: All right. So that's a good intro. Let me just do a quick shout out to uh, HHC Huntington Home Concepts. I'm actually wearing their tee. Thank you very much for sharing that. Um, That's the extent of my shout out there, Luke. So I want to get started with everybody uh, understanding that we're talking a company cam, uh, Luke Hansen, right? Yes, and then you're the CEO founder, seven and a half years, uh, been at it. it's www.companycam.com and it's Luke at companycam.com and on Instagram it's companycam app and everywhere else all over social it's just Company cam. All right, so we're going to talk about what you've developed, what you're doing and how much it's helping the construction industry. That's basically what we're gonna do. So tune in for the next twenty four hours. I'm here for it. That's what we're gonna talk about, right? So wh- where did okay, <laughs> what happened? Where when did you hit the flux capacitor and all of a sudden came up with the idea for this 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 thing that we need?
0: Yeah, that's so. You know, I, I was mentioning my dad. You know, grew up in Nebraska, and then he went to school. He wanted to be like a coach, so he got like a master's degree in I think, I think it was called sports science, but it's kind of like being a personal trainer coach type of person. And they're just, this was early, like late seventies, early eighties, bad kind of economy. So he started working with another guy, roofing houses. And so that became his career started a a roofing company here in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I grew up, you know, from probably that roughly the age of 13, let's say, uh, know i was cleaning up job sites i graduated to tearing off the shingles and you know fast forward i kind of went to college quit college went back to college but the whole time roughly speaking i was i was working for my dad uh at at this roofing company and kind of done all the jobs roughly you can do at a at a local kind of contracting business and so we're in let's call it 2014. I'm managing our kind of sighting and gutter division, and we're all trying to take pictures. You know, like if if you work in the industry, you know, just you need pictures. Like you want to know what it looked like before. You want to plan. You want to use them for your marketing. Like it's just everyone's taking pictures. And I was in charge of kind of like organizing them. Uh, and then using them for marketing. And we, it's just like, I couldn't keep track of them. This is back when people would hand you that tiny SD yeah, card yeah. that you put in the bigger, you know, one. And then I get them into the computer and they're all named like image underscore four seven one nine six. I, I like, I was just like, okay, this is a problem. I need to figure out how to solve this. So I was looking around and I was thinking, photos organized by location. Like, how can we do that automatically? Someone had to have thought of this, you know. I have this problem seemingly. I couldn't find anything. There was like one like geological app that was for like, like volcano tracking or you know, something that would like sort of do this. But unless you wanted kind of some other huge system, um, you couldn't solve this problem. And I thought, from honestly, from listening to just different podcasts, I was like, okay, I use apps. I'm smart. Like, let's let's do it. And so I run on the ask forgiveness versus permission framework usually. It's so best, I just bad, went best and model. hired uh yeah, it, it, <laughs> it usually works out. I went and hired a local, what I'd call like a dev shop, just a company that builds, you know, software and apps for other companies. And I uh, was like, Hey, this is what we need. It needs to essentially allow everyone to take photos in this app. And then it just needs to use the GPS to automatically connect them to, to the job essentially. And That was just all about organization, like we need to be able to get all the stuff we're capturing, get it organized so that we can find it when we need it. What we realized really quick is that like once it was once it was out of like folders and it was just kind of in this app, we could serve it up in a feed, almost like an Instagram feed. And that's what was actually super powerful. The problem when you're disorganized, you know that you have a problem being disorganized. You know, you can't find things. It's like frustrating. But people didn't know. That if they could get all these live photo updates flowing in from kind of everyone at their company and all the different projects people were touching. Uh
1: but look, that, I mean just let me just that stop. That would you be for, super valuable. Let me just stop you for a brief second. This is before all of this was already happening. Like this is before the age of Instagram. This was before the age of all this stuff being happening. Everyone was still I mean, tinkering with it, this, right? Yeah,
0: I mean, this like Instagram existed. At this point, but it didn't propel, Um, it wasn't nearly as big as it was today. Yeah, Yeah, no, it wasn't. I mean, but I we used to joke around and it's like, let's see what the pros are doing. Uh, when we're building company cam, we'd look at things like Instagram, Snapchat was sort of like becoming a thing at that point in time. Yep. And when it comes to like a like taking a bunch of photos, if you're if you are doing that, you're using an app either made by Apple or Google, (laughs) so like people that know what they're doing or you know, Instagram, Snapchat, um, you know, Facebook, like these massive companies that are putting tons of resources into this and you expect an experience of a certain quality versus, you know, if you download an app for drywallers, you're maybe not expecting that to feel as good as if you're using Instagram or something. Yes. And so to I'm I'm big on, I feel like I have a lot of patience with people. I have very little patience with, things like my wife gets on me. Cause I'll be yelling at my phone. It's like, it's not work. Ugh. You know, like when it just doesn't work right. Or if I don't think it's put together in a way that makes sense to me, I get really frustrated. And so when it came to company cam, I mean, I'm still quite frustrated with it on i I'm like, always like, why isn't it better? We constantly need to be making it better, but just, yeah, we were like looking around a little bit, but there definitely was not like a market for um capturing and organizing your photos or what we now call kind of like this visual communication there was there still isn't much like we have a few copycats kind of like kicking around but we're still pretty much the only ones doing this thing
1: so look what exactly is this thing what do you guys so when you what was the first version of this
0: yeah the first version one of our like early employees like software engineers was sharing screenshots from the first version like you know seven years ago in our chat the other day and it's appalling to look at like I can't even see it now uh but it was really like okay
1: I'd love to know the behind uh, the scenes of the first look like how is that like when you guys yeah dissected and sat down and go how do we pull this off now how I guess today's terms how prehistoric was it compared to seven years ago like you know at that point like oh I mean it was
0: it was really like rudimentary, but luckily the kind of the core thing we got right. And it's still kind of basically the core thing. I mean, it's been re. a lot of the code is different. You know, it looks different a little bit. But like from starting out, I I was like, if it is not simple and easy to use, if, if this app does not like sort of remove the excuses from someone who's like, oh, I forgot to take the photos or I forgot to upload, you know, I don't know, you know. There's always plenty of excuses to be had. Yeah. And so it was like, it's got to be simple and automatic. And so I had this like what at the time, I think it was a clever idea. Let's face it. It was a good idea to say, you go out and you start taking photos. You don't have to make any decisions. You just open this app. You start taking pictures. And based on sort of like the time since you took the last picture and all the GPS coordinates of the pictures, we would we would kind of like bundle them together into a, a session. And then we would find the like every one of those pictures had a coordinate, we would find the center point of all of those coordinates. And then we would use, we would basically call up Google and be like, hey, what's the address here? And then we would save them all under that address. And from the kind of technical side, it worked really great in that regard. But we realized that Google only gave us the right address, like eight or nine times out of 10, which seems good. But like if one out of 10 jobs that you show up and take photos at, you sort of can't find because it's got the wrong address now yeah that didn't that just didn't work so we introduced this manual step of kind of confirming where you are but it was all around how do we essentially replace what people have some kind of bad process for or they even don't do it because the process is so cumbersome and make it easy which was basically take the pictures and then they'll just kind of order themselves into a timeline on a job and you always know who took the photo when they took it and where they took it. So that if you look back, you just, you see it all there. It's in this nice timeline and it's a really good way to remember things. That was like from the very beginning, that's essentially all, all it did. And we, you know, we're adding on, okay, well you can draw on the photos. Like I still think our photo fo- like, no, you can just kind of pop this, yeah. this uh you can pop this arrow on the photo that like automatically connects text to it. So you can say like, Oh, this is where the leak is. Or, you know, we need to replace this. Uh downspout or you know talking roofing stuff cuz that's what we were doing um and then kind of the commenting where you could you could have a conversation in the app but it was always in the context of a photo or or a project and with company cam the kind of key differentiator between other places where you would communicate with people is that it's always all of the communication lives in the context of the photo or the video or the project even. So it's, it's not like I'm just sending you a message, Hey, Manny, you know, but I can go to a project or to a given photo and say, Hey, at Manny, we need to fix this or yeah, yeah. the idea of this needs to happen and that, yeah. So it, a bunch more features now, but it started getting organized. It turned more into kind of like being aware, knowing what's going on. Cause it, I don't know. People that don't work in this industry don't realize how much time you spend driving around. Like I used to be able to listen to five hours of podcasts a day, just driving all over town. I would brag about how I knew all the roads in town. Um, And if you can cut that to where rather than kind of having to go ask for something or wait for someone to send you something, you're just kind of like seeing it all happen. We, I, I think we kind of got lucky there because we didn't set out with that, but we realized pretty quickly, oh, that's what keeps people around here when they hypothetically could try to build some other thing or, you know, do it all in Dropbox. That's what you miss, and that's like the core part.
1: So, Luke, who were the first, the early adopters on it? What Was it the tradespeople? Was it the designers? Was it the engineers, the architects? Who, Who were really, when they first heard of it?
0: Yep, so we started we really started going after just roofing companies because okay. that's who we were. And that's the industry that we knew. Um, it really expanded out from there. I mean, we have people in like every trade and then all sorts of other random, random stuff. Anyone, I mean, really anyone who's goes to a job site, whose work doesn't really happen at the office, but it happens out there um, is we, you know, we probably have a hundred of, of, those companies using company cam. Now we think of it as it's generally for smaller projects, like things like pro core, yeah. um, or if you're building Uh-oh. and, uh, co-construct
1: Oh, sorry. You're not supposed to be saying names. No, These no, no, are- no, 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 no. I don't know. You froze for a second there. Oh. No, you can drop as many names as you like. I could take oh. a whole grocery list of names. Okay. okay. Like. Sorry. Yeah. I thought when I said Builder Trend, I heard you say, uh oh. No, no. <laughs> it, it just there's, froze. there's a lot of software that's basically,
0: yeah, hopefully. Sorry if my no, head's no, wonky. All, it, it should be good. good. It's all, all good. good now. Yeah. Gigabyte fiber here. Uh, <laughs> the the we, we are kind of like the sub one month project thing. You know, like it's really meant for you're going and you're doing a relatively higher amount of smaller projects. Um, and we have people, again, we have home builders, we have GCs that use us, but we're like really focused on that kind of like trade oriented. Um, we're going to be here for a couple days or a week, or even we make service calls and we're going to do 10 a day. We're aimed at that, like that part of the market versus the building a home or a big commercial building. Um, a lot of the, the trades will still use company cam on that job for kind of their own internal operations. Um, but the other kind of like, again, the pro core builder trend, all those, and, and you know, there's more than that, but they're aimed at that bigger part of the market. And that's just, it's just a different thing. It's a different thing when you're spending a year building something versus when you're, uh, re-roofing a house or. Redoing the carpet or something like that, which is like a two-day job, lots of times.
1: So I wanted to get an idea of what were some of the the difficult steps that you guys encountered at the beginning there that have become perfected as as ver- each version that you guys kept on working on and trying to figure out the. Just, okay, yeah,
0: perfected. I has well, that, to, yeah, yeah, okay. That's they have the, a yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. Imp- I know what improved, you improved,
1: improved. They did.
0: <laughs> I was at one of these uh, trade show. Like I go to these periodically, but one time, a couple years ago, I left and came back and they had like made posters of almost like these inspirational posters of things that I say. And one of the things I was always saying uh, was like, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Like anyone who's making something like a designer, like in software or an engineer or anyone who's a crafts person can get caught in this loop of trying to make the perfect thing versus Making something that solves the problem and then releasing it and then learning and then kind of like iterating. And so I don't, we certainly don't have perfection here, but there's a, I, you just learn so much from people using it. You get surprised about how they, how they use it. Like the first thing that was, went way wrong was that. We, it was my, my family's roofing company was using it. And then there was a basement waterproofing company that I knew just kind of locally that we had them using kind of the test version before we even released it to the world, two companies in the world using this every day. And they were losing photos like that, like, or they said they were. And I was like, well, we're not losing photos. Like this doesn't make sense. What's going on. Well, come to find out that, um, that, that when the built the very first version, it wasn't like double checking to make sure the photo actually uploaded. So if it had a bad signal or something, it didn't go through. And that was that. And I remember being kind of like losing it to to some degree with the, uh, with a dev shop at the time. And, and like, no, the the entire purpose of this app is that these photos upload and, you know, we were standing on top of houses with, you know, you have a better connection when you're standing on the roof of a house than when you're in the basement of the house. And so we weren't experiencing it. They were, and just like finding these things that like, when, before you think about making something or building something, especially for the first time, you don't think about that, you learn along the way, and then you keep just kind of like iterating and fixing. And like, like right now we have these kind of checklist functionality that is really cool. It's really seamless to like, to kind of make a checklist, uh, it almost doubles as a form. You can have questions in there and multiple choice and this stuff. Um, but if you're offline, it doesn't, It you have to have some kind of internet connection for it to work, uh, which isn't the way the rest of our app works. Like you can take photos if you don't have an internet connection, you know, you can create a product like, and we just didn't build it this part that way to my consternation. And we're fixing that right now, but you, there's just so many things that you kind of run into and if you're if you're not thinking ahead and you and you you don't have like a philosophy that everyone can understand then you can kind of get yourself in these corners i feel like we've done that more than we should i think every company has these like issues yeah. but it's kind of this constant process of like oh we need a kind of like a principle that we all understand here so that you don't have to show it to me because you know the guy who's writing the code doesn't necessarily understand the experience of a contractor and so they may make decisions that they think are like acceptable or even wise but they just they don't they don't really understand how the person on the other side is using it and so constantly trying to paint that picture like we try to send people out to events we went and did a ride along with our marketing team yesterday with uh my family's roofing company just to like while we were shooting a video but also just to see like you just got to be there and watch people use it when you aren't the user yourself
1: it's a very good point that you bring up luke because i mean i know that you have a construction background and you can sense that but we know in today's day a, a digital age um there's so many things that are entering the construction industry but they're not being built by people that are aware of the construction industry and it becomes frustrating because there's a there's a purpose behind why Instagram was the one platform that tradespeople really connected with. It was so simple, one button, a few words, and get my thought and my image out there. Everything else was too complicated for a tradesperson. And I'm not kind of saying that tradespeople are dumb. I'm just saying they wanted simplicity. It's no different than how you guys have built your app. You simplified yeah. it to the point that it works. So I, I I get frustrated when I speak to people that have these great ideas, but they don't understand the end user. They don't understand us. They can't speak our language. And I've always said construction is a different language. You have to speak it.
0: There And there's a, I, first of all, you are right. And th- there's this balance because when I see some app or something that says, you know, made by plumbers for plumbers, my immediate reaction is this thing is gonna be garbage. <laughs> like it's gonna be like, it's gonna look terrible. It's gonna be hard to use. Now that's not always true, right? it's got a good shot of of like, yeah, yeah, beat. Well, it's like, it'll get a lot of things really right because the people that made it are the users, but you do need that balance of like someone who understands kind of technology and like making things sort of generally usable. And that's why, like, I didn't want to look when we were starting out, it's like, we're not going to compare ourselves to X, Y, Z software, you know, in the industry, in a sense, we're looking at like we would say the pros, like we're going to see what is, you know, Instagram, Snapchat, Airbnb, what are they doing? And and just a general principle of like, if there's an established way to do something that people already know how to do, you had better have a really good reason of doing it differently or reinventing it because people have been trained by apps that they already use to do things in a certain way. Um, and it- so, but you can go... Gosh, you can go too far one way or the other, and so that's where we're like, I don't know. You just, to me, you live in that balance of being close to the customer and the user, but also being kind of a, I think connoisseur is the wrong word, but someone who uses products and like and like likes things that work well. And I feel like if you can get that balance, you can do really well. For me personally, yeah, I feel like I, I was in a kind of the right position to do that, but every day or every year that I'm doing this job, which is running a tech company, is a a step further away from the daily life of what it's like to be a contractor. And I find I have to go kind of like get back into it, be around it, what's going on right now, and remind myself of of what that experience is, even though I lived it for like 15 years. Like I, you know, I, I know it, but You just can't take it for granted.
1: It's interesting, Luke, that you bring that up because it's kind of, I'm curious on how you navigate. I mean, talk about small fish, big fish in a big pond, small pond kind of thing. Every tradesperson is going to have to somehow adopt into a technical platform of something there to, to make their business, to become mm-hmm. competitive, to do all kinds of things that are going to propel their business to different levels. Right. So there's so much of it coming out. How do you guys navigate that in the market? How do you, there's more coming out of the woodwork now, right now, as a result that you guys started this. So how do you guys do that?
0: It, no, that's a really good question. I mean, I, I wonder sometimes if I should care more about kind of like competitors or things like, I. I like knowing what's going on just because it's it, you want to have that context but what what we talk about here is like we are trying to be the best way to capture the information on site and communicate it inside and outside your organization like that's what we're focused on so we're going to keep doing that and yeah we may like see that someone else is doing something interesting or whatever or even trying to compete with us but i think it's easy i've gone wrong actually Looking around, watching what other people are doing, or or kind of like catching a shiny thing, yeah. and and going after it when it really didn't actually fit into what our what our kind of true purpose was. I mean, the one example was uh we were one of the first people to have that augmented reality kind of like measuring in our app. Like one of our one of our software developers, shout out to Dr. Dan. Um, he was a math professor who just kind of wrote software, you know, wrote code on the side. And, um, we ended up hiring him. The dude's just really smart, but he even figured out how to, how to kind of do better measuring. Like initially when that came out where you could use your phone for measuring, you could only do it on like flat horizontal surfaces. And he like wrote the math so that you could do it like up the wall and all this stuff. And I just remember seeing some demo of, of like Apple or someone was like, basically making this possible in your phone and thinking like that, we have to do that. And it did get us a lot of leads, like tons of people signed up and whatever, but hardly any of them stuck around because that was just kind of like an extra thing that we did and we weren't really prepared to go all in on that because it really wasn't in line with this kind of like um, capturing, communicating accountability piece, which is really what company cams about. It was much closer to kind of like the, like measuring estimating thing, which, which we don't really, I mean, you can save all that stuff and company You You use, it. use yeah. the photos, but that's not what we do. And so I, that the lesson to me was like, and I, I say this all the time around here, there's always room in the market. If you are the best, there's a bunch of strategies for success. Like you might be the cheapest, the fastest or whatever, but being the best is one of them. And like, you know, you may not, you may not make the most money there. there there's, Like the simple rule here is like we are going to be the best at this and we will always survive and then we'll try to be smarter and smarter in other areas, you know, and be clever with like how we market and how we sell and how how we do a lot of things. But if we are the best way to go out and capture the information and communicate it inside and outside your company, we're going to be fine. And we don't need like a super complex strategy outside of that.
1: I love it. Here, let me take a little uh, history and construction segment here. Uh, do you Are you aware of the history of drawings, construction drawings, and things like that? Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: I, I study mechanical engineering. Oh, so, like, I, I got to know a thing or two about AutoCAD that I forgot, probably. But no, I'm, All <laughs> I'm right, in the so dark.
1: Evidence of early construction drawings date back as uh, ancient as Egyptian and, and uh, Mesopotamia cultures. That's how far back it goes, man. You believe that? I didn't even realize that they were using drawings back then. Hey, that we've found. Maybe it goes true, back further. True, true, Uh They had descriptive specifications but were not regulated. Uh, drawings developed and became more detailed over centuries. Uh, the creation of these drawings remained the job of the architect, obviously, it's still to this day, uh, but copying them became a job of its own, done by the dedicated drafts uh, since it was highly time-intensive uh, in- and specialized. Uh, and then specialized architectural tools were not invented until the 19th century but soon french curves set squares and bow compasses all kinds of those little tools that we use uh blueprints uh do you have any idea when blueprints were officially on the market they first showed up take a 19
0: no, 17
1: it starts with 18 1842 By John Herschel. He's the one that created uh, the cyanotype chemical process, which created that whole blueprint process. Uh, And then white prints. Oh, yeah,
0: because the fundamental innovation of the blueprint is that you draw it here, and then you can have copies from underneath. And he was using, he came, he came up with that blueprints. process. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: it wasn't until the 20th century that white prints were, were available. And that was a different process of it. The end of the 20th century started seeing the birth of computer-aided, which is CAD and AutoCAD and large format. And now we basically, that's all we do. I don't even, it's funny that we, I still call them blueprints, but they're not blue. You know what I mean? That's, uh, I actually, <laughs> when I was in <laughs> yeah. high school, I studied blueprints. I worked with blueprints, so I was aware of it, but I was, I, I never worked on it on a single job site with a blueprint.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, I've seen people pull out kind of old blueprints, like, oh, we have these from the house from 1966, you know, and then like pull out the blueprint. But yeah, the, I don't know. I love, I love the, the drawing and the creating just in general and the kind of evolution that you were just saying. Yeah, I find for me, I love making things like I'll build a deck or do this kind of stuff, maintaining things, mowing the yard. Fixing things that are broken. Ugh, that's a drag. It's hard for me. <laughs> would you still do a drawing Darkhouses.
1: for... If it was your personal deck, would you still do a drawing? Because I wouldn't if it was my so, personal deck.
0: Well, I did build a deck kind of in that COVID time yeah. whenever, when everyone decided their house was inadequate, you know? Uh, and I didn't do actual, like, plans. I couldn't spit out a pair of, like, legit plans. Uh, at least not anymore. And honestly, even back in the day, they still would have been bad. But I did a what amount, it's sort of a structural drawing. Here's the, what I'm going to use. Here's where I'm going to load the weight. And I took it to my friend, uh, who was an engineer and was like, is, do you feel good about this? And he's like, <laughs> yes, you're a genius. I was like, oh, of course I am. No, but I, so I did the rough thing, but I didn't, um, didn't go all the way with it. But now, so I use this, uh, app called, or, you know, it's a website called whimsical, uh, but it's basically for creating kind of the rudimentary drawings of, of like an app or well, you can do a lot of stuff, build flow charts or whatever. But the idea is that you're just it it takes away the kind of like, oh, what color is this button going to be or all, all that kind of stuff that you really shouldn't be thinking about when you're worried about like the flow and how a thing is going to work. And I will the team gets annoyed with me because I'll send them things at like 1030 at night because I like I just really like making that kind of stuff so i've moved to from um you know trying to figure out how this beam is going to bear this load to do you think people will know that they should click this button and questions like that it's a
1: different kind of construction (laughs) yeah it is i mean you're still building stuff you're still building stuff it's just a different kind of construction i look i'd love for you to to kind of walk the person who doesn't know anything about this how it all starts and because i'm sure there's a lot of people that don't know uh that this is even out there right and i'd love for them to yep. kind of get it better i know it's a little more difficult because we're on a zoom call and everyone's listening to this or probably watching and you can't really pull up certain things but if you can be as descriptive as possible that'd be great
0: yeah i'll try to i'll try to talk to kind of the experience you just like test it out yeah. what you're gonna see yeah. and how it's gonna feel so um you go you know we're trying to minimize that number right now of the people that haven't heard about it going to great lengths uh <laughs> to there's a whole team behind that <laughs> yeah a lot of people <laughs> working on that uh no but so you download company cam and it's basically like hey you know do you you're new here like you create an account you know it's we have a free trial 14 day free trial so you put in your info like what's your company name what's your name email phone um just like kind of the basic info and then you land uh in the app and it basically says hey uh you need to make a project uh everything in company cam works on sort of a uh, a location-based project. And so when you go to make a project, it kind of does it like kind of Uber style where it drops a pin on the map where your location is and it pulls the address and displays it at the bottom and says like, hey, this where you are. And if it's wrong, you can move it. Or if you just want to type in an ad, you can type in an address, you know, it's like a couple options, but trying to keep it as simple as possible. Like, yep, I'm standing here, boom, create that project. You can name it, like every project. Um, like by default, will have an address where I say that, you can create a project, which is just a geofence that you sort of arbitrarily define. Um, But like the kind of the default thing it's gonna do is just put a pin there and and suggest uh, that address. So then once you create a project, you'll see um, that screen, it'll say the project, and then it will say, hey, you can take photos, you can build a photo report, kind of like a PDF photo report, you can create a to-do list or a checklist, You can scan, upload, or scan in documents. It's basically saying, hey, here's your project. What do you want to put in here? And so what we are kind of prompting people to do is like, hey, take a photo. See how that works. So you go to take a photo, and you can snap the photos. And then uh, there's like two modes. So the normal mode is you just, it's just like you're taking pictures on your phone. Just snapping them. It's saving them all the project. It's going to organize them into a timeline. Um, Or... Any photo you take, you can tap on it and bring up all these kind of edit features where you can, you can draw all over it, or you can upload your logo as like a sticker and put that on there. There's just a ton of ways in which you can kind of annotate these photos. Um, And then, you know, this other functionality, what we are, what basically we're encouraging you to do and the way to get into it is to say, okay, I'm in here. We're going to try it out on some projects. We have two weeks. And even after that time, like if, you're never going to lose anything that you put in there or like lose access to it. It's just you. You have it. Um, uh, Is to say, hey, get a couple people, like whether you're a company of three people or 300, get a couple people on here because the magic, like when you see the value really is when you're not out on a job site, but you are seeing photos fly in in real time that are communicating information to you. and again, I'm going to keep using the kind of like roofing analogy, just because it's the one I know the best. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh look, um, Adam got that material dropped off. We're ready to go over on, you know, South Street. Or, uh oh, Jose's over here, and I'm seeing photos flow in of just rotten, uh, decking. And it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to need to bring over some OSB to Jose. Otherwise, you are not going to be able to finish today. It's like you're just kind of like watching it happen, and it's kind of informing what the priorities are. And you often see the problem in there or you know what needs to be addressed before anyone even texts or calls you. And so just getting, getting your team in here, it's just a way for everyone to go out to capture this information, for it all to be in one place, organized, again, kind of by who, when, where, So that you remember, like when you look back, you can just see, oh, yeah, well, this is what we did over on this project rather than like, you know, you're reading a work order. It's like you can just look and see it, but especially on the day of when things are happening, it is kind of your main view from the office to the field of just what's going on.
1: So to get other I kind people, of I might have went
0: to the sales pitch mode. No, there no, no, versus, no it's,
1: it's totally fine. But okay, <laughs> how so the app works. Can you when you're getting started? So let's say you're the GC and you're getting started. Um, can you invite other people to join at that point or they all have to uh, join at separate points? Oh, no. So um,
0: we the way we. Yes. So if you're a GC and you just like download the app or you go to the website and like sign up because it runs on the on computer or on your phone. Yep. Um, you can manually add your team, or you can even spit out a link that you can just like email or cu- whatever text to people so that they can join. In essentially the sense, they're joining your organization, yes. they're joining your company, yes. so that you're all in this one account. Now, you can let other people in. Like a lot of people will put some of their subs in, but you can also share a project across accounts. So if you're a GC, you know you're gonna have like you know you might have painter, or drywall, or framer, or just down the line, all of these trades. Uh, you can invite them to the project where they're not what all it basically says, hey, you know, uh, Manny's construction company invited you to this project. They just download the app if they don't have it and like enter their info. And then now they're in the project. So when they take photos or, you know, complete a to do list, it all centralizes all of that in one place so that you have access and you can kind of communicate back and forth in there. Now, you're also- you add them as a collaborator. Yeah. You don't pay for them. Now, uh,
1: has have you seen a lot of the, the people using it, adding the clients themselves as, as part of the, the network, the circle, so they can be a part of the whole process? Or yeah, that we have become a lot a of ways of, of like, yeah, we
0: have a lot of ways of shit. And there's a I mean, I had this conversation 4 p.m. yesterday in my office because a big push of 2023 for us is is bringing really, truly bringing the like in consumer or the homeowner into the company cam experience that's like a big push now there's a whole bunch of ways in which we do that now but none of them are kind of like the full vision of what we think is possible um you can share them kind of a live link that will just update as photos come in so they can just see it all happening um and then there's a way for you to hide photos from there because like that's that's the balance is this is the internal communication and sometimes you don't want to share all of the internal communication with the customer, but you do want to keep the customer informed. And it's not, you know, you it's, it's just like, <laughs> I just try to explain this to the team because they'll run on this like simple moral formula of no transparency is good. Uh, no, like, it's yeah, not. Like, it is good. But you know what? Yeah. You know what else is good? Not giving someone 400 things to get frustrated about. Yes, Like, and like, all, it's like all the surface area for problems where, so anyway, um, Yep, you can you can share these branded photo galleries. So like you can just select a thousand photos or an entire project and share it with a simple link where the other person can view it on the web or download it. Uh, so we have a lot of that sharing. We a lot of people when they're using CompanyCam, they'll sell to the customer on the transparency of you are going to be seeing these real time updates, and they give them that what we call it the timeline link. And like, it's, I've been shocked, like in commercial construction, especially that people are killing it with that. Like they're saying, oh no, you're going to be seeing everything in a sense, as we're seeing it, and you're never going to be wondering about the state of it. Like you're going to know almost literally the second we know you're going to know. And that kind of level of transparency has helped handful of our customers that have at least explained it to me, sell some pretty big, like kind of national construction jobs, just just by like keeping that that open.
1: Well, the accountability, what we, what right? Imagine there's there's a huge amount. Oh of account- yeah, that's like you're you're covering your ass, so to speak, right? Like when you're going in there and now you're using your product, all of a sudden you're covering your ass in a big time, right? And then whoever's your supervisor, or your owner, whatever the builder, every they can see it. It was all there. It was all part of it, right?
0: Yep, and it's time stamped. It's GPS stamped, and so that that whole like. You know, to cover your ass, or just avoiding disputes. I mean, yes. Because sometimes, again, I'll go back. I'm gonna constantly refer to the roofing because that's what makes sense. <laughs> but remember, we yeah, everyone uses company camps for everyone. Uh, you know, uh, there's times where you do damage their gutter when you're roofing their house, or you crack their driveway when the shingles are delivered, or you break. I mean, the amount of like window screens I've replaced because something dinged them. No, it happens, but. There's a lot of times where, okay, the neighbor kids baseball hit that gutter four yep. months ago yep. and no one looks at their gutters <laughs> until they get a brand new roof. You know, you're not inspecting them every day. And so they don't know. They just, but they assume when they're walking around kind of going, Oh yeah, new roof. Oh no, they messed up my gutters. And if you don't have photos showing what the state was before, then you're almost certainly going to end up putting new gutters on that house, you know, <laughs> depending on the type of operation you're running. And So that, that, I want to say often it's stuff that you would get blamed for that you didn't do, but there's other times where you don't maybe even know, did we do it? Did we not do it? Whatever. And just being able to like resolve that problem quickly by referring to the photos is really nice because half the time you just want the headache to go away (laughs) rather than saving like 200 bucks. You're like, okay. I don't want to go back and forth or I don't want to wonder if I should trust my my guy that was on the site versus what the customer is saying versus this other thing. And sort of that that uh one of our kind of like core purposes here is to create a shared understanding. Yeah. And that shared understanding of the state of the project is like a what am I trying to say? I want to say peaceful. That sounds kind of lame, but well, it's, a,
1: it's like the job. It, it lowers your anxiety. Yeah. The job goes smooth. It just, you're you're asking for smoothness at that point. That's all it is, right? Because we know that there's some... You're hoping patch. for it. You're hoping for it. It totally are. I wanted to ask you, are there certain devices that are better or worse than others? Or you guys have designed everything that the cameras on all the new devices these days, they work perfectly for every... Or not perfectly, we don't want to use that, but they yeah, work well it, for everything. No, that's a
0: really good question. I don't think I've ever been asked that. On <laughs> well, you're like, using... You're, you're, you're,
1: you're expecting like, uh, you know, like every you're assuming everybody's got a good toy to use but it's only as good as the toy maker right
0: no you are making a great point i mean we (laughs) used to like we had these crappy like motorola android phones you know from way back in the day we would like test the app on these and be like the (laughs) idea that like yes i oops because i because i own an app company for a living and i show people this app all the time I try to make sure I have the newest phone basically. And I want to show I want it to like look as good as possible and run as fast as it possibly can. Yeah. Um, that being said, it runs well on everything. We actually just had this like one bug that was like on certain Android phones was like giving a little trouble that we just fixed and released. Um, we support like all the lenses on all the new phones, you know, whether Android or iPhone, you know, so you can go back like wide angle, narrow, et cetera. Yeah. The one thing that is different. Across iPhone and Android is that we just built this uh, video walkthrough mode for iPhone. Okay. Um, iPhone sort of out of the box is it's easier to support this, and we wanted to just like try it before we went crazy everywhere. But basically, it does like the picture-in-picture kind of like I don't know. I'm still a nerd, and I have little kids, so they watch people play video games, and you know, you always have like the like if there's someone on the screen, and then the guy playing the video games is kind of in the corner, but the The idea being, how can we help people communicate most clearly, usually to the customer? And the idea of being able to walk through and take a video, but also being able to see yourself and kind of narrate it is a really good way to build trust and just kind of communicate the state of things. But as of right now, that only runs on iPhone. So it runs on any relatively recent model iPhone in the last like multiple like five years. Um, but we haven't built that on Android yet. So the video walkthrough mode is on iPhone. But otherwise, we we write most of our code. And this is a little in the weeds, but I'll do it quick. Um, in such a way that rather than completely writing two different apps, one for iPhone, one for Android, and then another one that runs on like the web yeah. on your computer, we use something called React Native, which allows you to... Basically share almost all the same code across iPhone and Android. And then the only time we really have to get in the weeds is like, because we, the camera is so important to us. Like we write custom camera stuff on both to make sure that that experience is just really good and runs on both. But otherwise, across the board, iPhone, Android, new phone, old phone, um, it's it's going to work for you. And that I said, one of our, one of our kind of purposes here is to create a shared understanding the other thing is it always works it just has to always work yeah and if you show up and it doesn't work you're frustrated and we don't want people to be frustrated i
1: I wanted to get an idea because i know that you mentioned something about how you don't necessarily need the internet or any kind of connection to data at that point but does it quickly fill up your storage but i know that a lot of the new phones now people are getting to 512 or even one terabyte regarding storage so it's like how many pictures can you fill up real fast? I guess if you're not going to the big, yeah,
0: this is the big, uh, what am I saying? Most of our sort of selling points are kind of like for the owner or the management, the idea that like you want to be on top of things, you want to have it organized, that kind of thing. The big selling point for the guys in the field is when you take these photos, you usually do have an internet connection, but what we do is we shrink the files pretty dramatically. Like the default is, they're big enough you can they're usable you understand you can see them but they're not these like huge files cuz we we really want everything to be simple and fast and not use up yeah. all your data etc yeah. so when you're just normally using it which is like 99% of the time when you have some basic internet connection you take that photo once we've confirmed that it's saved in company cam in the cloud then it's it it doesn't live on your phone anymore so it's not taking up space on your phone it's not in your camera roll we did this whole funny video a while back of like, you know, that you're you, you open up anyone who works in contracting, construction, whatever, and their phone will be full of like, oh, it's photos of their family and all this <laughs> stuff. And then like every other photo is like a problem on the job side. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's all mixed together. Yeah. And um, that company camp solves that. Now, if you don't have an Internet connection, then what it does is it just saves it there. And every time. I mean, it's like every minute you're in the app or every time you open the app, it's going to like hold on to that stuff, try to upload it. And once it does, then again, it will just, it will delete. So it's not taking up space on your phone. But our like anymore, you're right. They have a lot of space. And because we're so judicious with the like the photo size, like the size of the file, it's not much of a problem. But we, we, the most important possible thing is that it, When you take a photo, it saves and you can find it later. But second from there is that like it's the default is it's not on your phone. It's not taking up space. It's just in this separate place and you've got your personal life over here. You've got your work over here and you've got a clear kind of boundary between the two. Um, But I say all that you can have it so that they all save to your phone. We just don't have that as the default setting. And what I have learned about people is that like, Everyone uses the default settings (laughs) like you. you, 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 There's like the one in a hundred person who's like, oh, I'm going to go tinker around and change all the settings, but pretty much everyone else is just like, I'll use what you give me.
1: So, so Luke walk, walk us through how easy it is to find one particular photo. I'm that trade. I'm that GC jobs been going on for a year and there's a certain detail that everybody's scratching their head right now going, did we, or was it, we're not sure where is it kind of thing. How easy is it to find uh, that photo that so, can answer that question?
0: Manny, what is with all these great questions? I love this. This is stuff I should just explain. <laughs> who are you speaking to before? Okay. You did
1: other shows. so I'm just curious who you were speaking no, to. No, that. No, 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 don't worry about that. <laughs> I can't. No, but I mean,
0: it's like, I, I don't know. I like talking about company cam, obviously, but, but I, there's this inclination to talk about all the features and all the ways you can do everything. And then you remember, like, no one can remember any of that, you know, so you, but As you talk about solving problems like hey you're in the situation you need to find a photo the way i think about it is it's like what do you know do you know what project it's on do you know who took it do you know roughly when it was um did you tag it a certain way because you can create these tags so that you can you can tag it and so in like oftentimes you're like well i know it's on this job right okay boom i've got that look at that narrows it down from like everything to just this job so you can sit there and scroll this job, but I mean, my family's roofing company, they'll, they'll do these huge commercial projects and they'll literally take 10,000 photos over the course of like the three months that they're, you know, doing these jobs. So, okay. I could scroll this whole job, but actually I know that my brother Jake took this photo. So, okay. I'm on the job. You can filter by the date, like or a date range. You can filter by a person, you can filter by a tag. And so I would immediately then go, okay, I'm going to filter by go to this job, filter by my brother, look at those photos. Or I may know, actually, um, this was like a punch out photo. So they would have tagged it, punch out. So I'm going to do that. And instead of looking through 10,000 photos, now I'm looking through like eight photos. Yes. And so it, there's all these entry points to like how to find things. And then in, just in general, there's a search. So I can search a person, a project, a whatever. And like, our, our thing is like, you need to be able to find what you're looking for in like five seconds. Uh, and if you have just like a couple, like an angle or two to come at that from, you're going to be fine. But so, yeah, we, I'm glad you said finding things (laughs) because a lot of people would think, oh, search, you need to have good search functionality, which is true. You do need to have good search functionality, but what people actually want is to be able to find the thing they're looking for and they don't always like approach that from the way that that you kind of would expect and that to me is like thinking okay like i've been in that situation you got to like what do i remember and so we are trying to create these pathways so that you can we give you tools to even organize it more deeply up front by the tagging mainly by tagging or or, you know you can connect it into like a like a to-do list or a checklist or whatever um but we're trying to give you like a bunch of default sorry my phone started ringing uh a bunch of default the default level of organization is very high you can go higher than that but there's always going to be some angle that you can remember that will allow you to like narrow down and find that one photo you're looking for
1: okay so i don't i don't know this one legitimately but i wanted to know can you take a project and take a bunch of these photos and create content for your social media platform and just transfer right to that. Or is that a different thing that you are you guys offering that yet?
0: Uh, so, uh, yes, absolutely. OK, so we don't actually directly connect to your Facebook or whatever. Like most people don't want to actually connect yeah, their social no, no. media, you know, but, but uh, you, got, you guys have such things. great so content. You can,
1: right. You have so much great content on the job that you're currently working on that you can use it even though you're using it for your business, but you can use it for your social media content. Right. I mean, that used to, when I
0: was running the marketing at like my dad's roofing company, I would just like, because there was this overlap in time where we had this prototype of company cam, but I was still doing this job and I would just watch these photos roll through and like, uh, get, just grab one and drag it over to Facebook and say like, Oh, look at what we found on, you know, the funny lawn gnome or I, you know, whatever just the random things. You just see it all in front of you. Uh, that's really good. There's two things I want to highlight here. Number one is what we call the before and after camera, and so it allows you to take any photo, like whether you took a photo in company cam or just one that you have on your phone or something, and it will it will allow you to use that as kind of like the template, like it, so that it'll it'll make it transparent and it'll even like outline it so that you can t- take the after photo and line the after photo up perfectly. Nice. So it's just like allows you to kind of create this seamless before and after photo and then it gives you kind of like instagram style all these different templates like once you've taken it of like how you want to organize it it's basically trying to say can we you're I, manny you might be because you're smart maybe you are ex, expert in photoshop you know but i'm not and most people you know like they don't know how to do this stuff and we're trying to say okay the before and after is compelling Let's see if in the kind of 10 seconds we can help you create something worth sharing. And what I recommend people do, this is my personal little marketing strategy is yes, you want to take these, you want to post them, put them on your website, whatever. But the best thing you can do is to send it to your customer and and say, Hey, it was really great working with you. Um, took this before and after, hope you're happy with the work. If you, if you are and you wouldn't mind sharing this, it would mean a lot to me. Thanks a lot. Uh, Because, again, I'm going to go back to roofing or just really anything. The people who see that photo that my aunt, let's say, posts on Facebook of, you know, the contractor that did the work, they're not going to remember who the contractor was. They're not going to remember. They don't care. It's something they scroll past. But they will see, oh, Sally got her house painted and she was happy, happy enough to post a photo of it. So in a year, when they're thinking of maybe getting their house painted or whatever, they'll like, oh, I'm going to just like send Sally a message because she seemed to be happy with her person. Totally will work, yeah. And it's more of like that kind of long-term strategy. So just creating these before and afters is is simple and they look really, really nice. Uh, The other thing for kind of the the marketing angle is we built this uh, – it's a thing that you can put on your website. It looks really, really slick. And it just looks like it's a part of your website, but it allows you to publish – your projects from company cam directly to your website so that it kind of turns your website into a little mini or at least a section of it into kind of a little mini like pinterest thing where people can sort by kind of like what what type of job it was or what maybe what products you used you can put that in there and then they can just click in and kind of look at the photos that you selected from these jobs and and we're trying to say okay does Manny know how to get into the back end of his like WordPress website or whatever, and upload a bunch of photos and create a new page? Probably not. Like that's a headache. Can we, can we empower our customers to post every project they do on their website? And the answer is yes. So like we even have, we have a team of people that will like help you set this up on your website because it's simple, but you gotta, you know, and it's so effective, assets, though. I, I, it'll,
1: it'll actually add to your business a huge amount right? because that's what people want. They want yeah, to see what, content. And when
0: people come to your website, like we we're always talking here about like a like a sales funnel. Yeah. Right. And so you know you're like awareness and gate. But the idea that someone who comes to your website, they are a person that you really want to be serious about, kind of like messaging to. And when they come to your website, if they can click through. 10, 20, 50, 100, 1,000 projects that you did, you would rather have them browsing around on your website than on Pinterest or house or what, you know, Facebook or something like if just in looking through the work and every one they look through is an opportunity for them to gain a little more trust that you know what you're doing, that you do good work and People just want to look at pictures. <laughs>
1: they I mean, really, yeah, no, I agree they with you. Just yeah. want to look at it. Yeah, like talk about squirrel. You know, I talk about like if you get clients and the, and you send them to a social media platform to go look at something that you've done or created, they're going to easily get distracted on something else, and then they're going to go down a different rabbit mm-hmm. hole. So if you've actually created really cool content from what you are already using Company Cam, your your idea, and then you're repurposing it for content on your website, now you're keeping that potential client focused, right? that's what's really key yes. here because we're so bombarded. so this is called
0: it's called showcase i should mention that okay if you go to companycam.com slash showcases you can kind of see you can see what this looks like and like I, probably approximately a thousand of our customers have these on their website where they publish their projects you go there and it again it looks really smooth really professional but that yeah keep them there let them explore and even for, like, it's good for SEO to have all this content on your site, but it's like people like when people stick around and look at something, that's basically telling the internet or telling Google, yep. oh, they found something that they want to see here. Anyway, sorry, I'm overselling. No, the no, no, is, no,
1: it's all good, man. It's all good. Before and
0: after photos, the showcases, <laughs> like, I kind of come from that marketing side. And so that stuff, like, gets me really excited.
1: It's good. All right, let me, let me try a little bit of OBC talk, which is the Ontario building code, our building code, but uh, it's very similar around the whole world. Um, Accessibility of bathrooms. Uh, I'm actually, I was surprised to find out that grab bars in bathrooms were not part of the code until 2006 and apartments and then uh it was it was it is now required that at least 15 percent of all suites and apartments building have barrier-free paths for these entrances all specifically for accessibility and this all started it in 2006 which is a little surprising should have been a lot sooner uh so bathrooms must include a lavatory a water closet and a bathtub shower combo grab bar permitted wall reinforced so they're talking about plywood reinforced steel studs all things like that and um Uh, open space at least 1,500 millimeters in diameter to allow for a wheelchair to turn. So it wasn't that long ago, 2006. And then other requirements for hotels that are the same thing, 10% of suites. uh, They're trying to do more of them. And then universal bathrooms were all coming in at 2006 And washroom. They started paying attention to it. I know today that it's almost commonplace. Everybody's doing this now. You have to factor it in, especially aging in place, things like that. So... As a little bit OBC, uh, I, what else? Okay, Luke, I can see the video components exploding. I'm starting, I, like, I know, I know you can't divulge so much of what's going on or what's going to go on, but if you can tease us a little bit of where it potentially may go, um, I know that all the new iPhones have that 3D mapping ability, mm. and and I can see you, you guys, I'm sure you guys are already way ahead of that, I, I'm just assuming, but if you can share a little bit, that'd be great.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, gosh, I was talking earlier about that kind of augmented reality. Yeah, Like I think that is going to make a comeback. Now we are, I don't know. We do have this kind of like, keep it simple, stupid mentality. Like, okay, there's a lot of shiny things. I personally get attracted to those things. Um, But what we really focus on is like, okay, how do we make capturing this information on site as seamless as possible? Now that being said, I was at my uh I'm gonna build a house next year. So I was at this uh this house that's that like is on the this land right now and I was using one of these apps. I can't remember what it was called, I wish I could. Anyway, polycam. Polycam. Super cool. It'll make these three D models of oh, rooms. It's funny you um, bring that
1: up. And it, I mean, it's because I'm actually gonna be speaking to them and and uh he's actually in Qatar right now the guy who was okay. one of the events of Going to of like World Cup? Or? Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I'm going to World Cup, and I'm actually using the, the software over there as well. So when I get back, we'll, we'll get on the show. I want to get on the show and talk to you. So yeah. Wait, I, see I,
0: if he'll sell his company to me. Oh, um, just dude, to give, drop a line for it, Luke it's company a sick,
1: <laughs> It's a sick idea, honestly. And he's also, down, not downsized it, he's made it simpler, I guess, for more residential purposes. So it's really, really he, cool, man. Well, yes. They're using, so... Okay, here's the trend. The
0: trend is all of these cameras have this lidar sensor right here. This uh little yeah. thing. I think that's yeah, because yeah, the other one's the so light. Yeah. That's the lidar sensor. Yeah. There's one on the front, there's one on the back. Um, the one on the front is the thing that does like the face ID thing, but they're continuing to put bigger and bigger and more powerful ones on the back. And so lidar is like it's literally shooting this, like, I think it's an infrared laser that it can do super accurate measurements with. And they're super geniuses over there. So they kind of composite like what the camera is seeing with what the measurements are telling them, and you know you're building this model. And I'm sure the yeah I'm I'm not I'm doing the Polycam guys work right now. I'll probably <laughs> tell you in a lot more detail, but Polycam, like it's so satisfying to use because like while you're pointing it around, it's like drawing all these lines out and like kind of like you can see it outlining things and creating the the shape. And so, so that's that's cool. Like we. What, where we're at with company camp is we're like, okay, that's interesting and definitely has a use case, but we cannot, like we're focused kind of like I was saying on things that we can be the best at. Yes, And what we can be the best at is this, in my opinion, is like kind of the structured capture, meaning right now you're going out, you're filling out forms, worksheets, all that. Like we're trying to basically take that experience and seamlessly connect to like capturing photos, answering questions, and getting all the data from on site um, in that regard and being the best, fastest way to do that. And we cannot, in my opinion, also be the best way to make 3D room models and the best way to do X, Y, Z thing. But we wanna be a place where you can kind of, in a sense, access it, like that you can store files in company cam. And it can kind of be, it can be the place that you capture most of the stuff But it can also be a reference to like this other stuff anyway i'm getting carried away here
1: no no i get it yep into the
0: future this phone i think is going to hold up for a long time meaning we're going to be using these like handheld phone things over the longer course of time this is already happening in like specialized areas but i do think that the capture like the visual capture is actually going to move to your eyes like glasses this whole thing because Well, that's where we see from and the idea of doing things kind of hands-free i think that that stuff as that technology as it gets kind of smaller and you picture i mean we've been there you're like trying to crawl into an attic or you know you're in a tight spot and you're trying to hold a phone and it just doesn't like what i tell our team is like if you cannot run this app when you're hanging off of a ladder and you have one hand on your phone then it isn't working for you it needs to work for you well One upping that is like, you don't even have to hold the phone. When you go out to capture stuff, you can just have glasses on and do it. So we're, we're not doing that right now, but I see that happening in the future and I can see a future where company cam kind of has that, um, uh, that ability to do, to capture with other kind of types of hardware. But as far as, um, kind of like the coming around the corner, we are like, we are focused on. What seem like really simple things like we're bu- building a really intuitive uh, document signing thing, a way to a way to take the either documents generated in company cam or things that you upload in there and make a really simple flow to get those signed and saved in company camp. Um, we are working on like this, this kind of like checklist functionality, which what we're trying to do here is. I've been telling the team we are trying to obsolete the notebook. Like most people are still writing a lot of things on paper when they go to a site. Uh, and we, you can use some of these form apps and things, but usually to me, like you also have to take a lot of photos. And like the, it's usually a little cumbersome. It's like, oh, do you want to take a photo? Yeah, yeah. I want to take a photo. Okay, take the photo. Do you want to use that photo? Yeah, I want to you know, And like in company cameras, just like click and you took the photo. And We're trying to create this seamless experience between easily kind of answering these questions with your thumb and like getting all the information you need while taking the photos essentially at the same time. And we see this opportunity to say, you don't even need to bring this piece of paper, that this app is going to be the way that you're capturing that on-site information. And that's not as sexy as these awesome 3D models. I mean, high five that polycam guy for me. Like I was messing with that just thinking... I don't even know what I'm doing with this anymore. I just think it's really I just cool. love it. I know. Um, and yeah, I mean, I love it. Like, but we're like for us, the the what we're tackling is somewhat I, I to me, it's actually it's simpler, but it's also a little bit. It, it seems kind of more important to me because it's a larger part of the work. Um, you know, you're not doing the 3D scans like all day, every day. Uh, whereas you need to go to a site maybe you need to do a safety check every day. You need to build a punch list, all sorts of things that you just need to do. You need to make sure that the, um, person who needs to get that done has it assigned to them. You need to know that it got done. You need to be able to share it. This whole kind of like flow. That's where a lot of our attention is. And then I mentioned this kind of like customer thing. I, there is no app that, that, that that facilitates the cut, co- the, the end consumer contractor kind of like relationship at the level that I think is possible that, that we believe. Oh, I agree. I totally possible, agree. I, which is, it, so that's what we're really setting out to. Um, I was, I was, we, gonna, I was sorry.
1: Are, <laughs> go ahead.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm skipping around. No, here. no, no, go no. I,
1: I was going to ask you cause I don't even know this, but I think you can. I, I, and how many times have I been in a situation where, okay, let's say we finished framing everything, brand new house. We framed everything. And now we're, documenting we're photographing and now the client is on restricted you know they can look at a bunch of photos but not all the photos just yet can you in real time manipulate a photo so the client comes around and says listen that bathroom door is only 28 inches we want to probably make it 30 inches what would it look like if we moved that two by four can we start to do that with you guys on your images how about if we put the door um, on the so right side can, instead of the left side? How about if I move the tub to this side? Can I start manipulating photographs? Because I used to do this myself for clients not, out of Photoshop.
0: Yeah, I mean, so not exactly. No, I mean, so you can draw on the photos and like you can make some decently sophisticated kind of like drawing. Like it's a lot easier to draw on our photos than it is just on your iPhone. Like I continually celebrate that it's like impossible for Apple to give us a way to draw on a photo that isn't like completely the clumsiest thing ever. Like it can it I find it appalling, but also it's very nice for my line of work that (laughs) Apple's so terrible at this. That being said, um, no, it's not. We're not big on photo, like kind of like manipulation or the imagination side. That's more of a Photoshop thing. Or there's there's a bunch of apps that are kind of like in we are more in the photo annotation versus the photo editing yes, yeah. in that sense. But I can see it as a tool, um,
1: Luke. I could totally see it as clients, and I do it right then and there. I move it, and I don't have to duplicate a background or clone a section, and then they get a better sense of it right there. You know what I'm saying? That they'll be happy Yeah, about it. no, that I've, I've cool. been asked this. That, I, I've totally see, been asked
0: this. Again, I would put that in the category of like, that's. it's hard to do. It's very doable. You yeah. can do it, but it's hard to do. And I continually think other apps are going to do that better than we are and better that, oh, all I have to do is grab this photo from company cam, mess with it in this other app, and then either get it back in company cam or send it to the customer. Um, When it comes to kind of that level of thing, that's what I worry. I'm always scared of like, if we can't do this kind of be one of the best, then we need to be a little bit careful around it especially if it's a little bit outside of what I think of as our core area. But that being said, I one thing I just noticed on these new iPhones is like, I can look at a picture here of, like, what was I looking at? Like I had a picture of my kid and I I don't know, you can't really see it, but like I can, it'll just copy and paste people right out of the photo. Like, I don't know if we're on the Yeah, they do here, that. This they, is my 70-year-old. Yeah, they totally do that. And, so now you and can, I, yeah, like, I know. Like, so they're doing cool stuff as of now, I don't believe that we have access to that in a sense, like Apple can do that, but they they don't, they don't really pass through that technology. Like we'd yeah. have to sort of figure building all of that out ourselves, which is like pretty tricky, but no,
1: let the, them figure it out. And then the point you were making, you, which yeah. is that
0: when you can show people something, it's one thing to say. Hey yeah we could just move that stud over and like a lot of people can kind of picture what that looks like different people have different abilities of like imagining what's could be or how it would kind of shape up but if you can just show people if you can paint that picture for them that's really compelling and again we we dabble there but we don't we're, we don't have that sort of cutting edge image uh uh, like, that kind of creation that you would do in Photoshop or something, yeah, it's, no, it's I just our I our It was just area. a thought, because
1: I'm just thinking, I'm trying to figure out what else you guys are thinking about and where else it's going to go. Because, obviously, this is, it feels like this is the beginning of it. Like, it's just getting started, right? I feel like,
0: you know, in a, like a video game, picturing like these old Zelda games, because I'm, <laughs> you know, old, old-ish. It like, at the beginning, you know, the kind of the map of the territory is like, it's all just blacked out you can't see anything and you start walking around and it's like oh you can kind of like see a little more and that's like i feel like the further that we go down the road the more we can kind of see and like the more the world like the future feels like that more is possible and our more as possible is really focused on being the absolute best capture communicate and thus facilitating accountability. That's like the core thing. We're going to be the best at that. And we're going to try to get every trade and, and like be the standard. I mean, I'd say we're already the standard there, but we just have like, I mean, we got 20, maybe 21,000 contract like companies that are, that use company cam that are that's customers awesome. of ours. Yeah. And that's like 2% of the market. Like the market is, I mean, it's probably, maybe it's like three, but the market is, big like there's so many more customers so we see this opportunity here but what we want to do is take that same um kind of like again the accountability the transparency and and bring the customer into that and try to create a superior experience both for the contractor and the customer like simultaneously empowering the contractor to deliver this better experience to the to their customer and then the customer like the hope is hey I want to repeat that experience. I want to repeat that experience with this contractor because, Hey, that was great. But I also want to repeat that experience with this app. So, you know, the, and I think we can do that. That's what I'm talking to our team about is to say, like, if we can deliver a, a meaningfully, like, like almost like a phase shift in the experience of working with the contractor as the end consumer, then we're going to really be on to something we and I try to, I call it like playing the long game, you know, not that I invented the phrase, but just this, <laughs> that it's really easy to look at short-term wins. We need to make a dollar tomorrow or this month. How did it go, et cetera. But it's like, what can we do over the long-term that is going to create a ton of value for our customers like in the market? And then my my very simple theory is if you create a lot of value, you can capture a lot of value. And so like how we're you know the future it's like well the more valuable we make this service to our customers to the end consumer the more that's going to return to us and i don't know exactly how or when i just know that we have to be looking at that and we cannot be looking at like well we want to make a hundred million dollars and so let's figure that out it's like no you when you create value and if you keep your eye focused on that then you can capture a bunch of that value
1: Awesome, Luke. Hang on, we're not quite done. I want to share a little bit of OSHA Green Book talk here, Uh, just talking about temporary stairs. Uh, Temporary stairs must be designed to support a live load of 4.8 uh, kilonewtons, which is roughly 1,079 pounds of force per square meter. Uh, the temporary stairs must be at least 500 millimeters wide, have stringers with a max slope of 50 degrees, have landings less than 4.5 meters apart vertically, and have handrails and guardrails on all open sides of the flights and the landings. Temporary handrails and guardrails must be measured at 38 uh, millimeters by 89, which is basically a 2 by 4. There must be a bottom plate, middle plate, and a top plate 4221. Luke, www.companycam.com, dot uh, com, Luke at companycam.com Instagram companycam app, and then everywhere else is companycam. What else don't we know before we get into the last section, which is the twelve questions of construction? Ooh, There's gosh, no-
0: I feel like we've covered <laughs> quite a, a bit. Lot.
1: Quite. Are you going to be in IBS? Are you going to be at Vegas this year or next year? I should say. Sorry, in January.
0: Um, well, hold on. So I don't know yet when is actually, I think that I am, but yeah. I don't act, I'm not, I haven't booked the flights yet.
1: I just, everybody right now is having like conversations about it. Cause I guess we're in November now. So they're just trying to figure it out. It's at the end of uh, January. I think the the last week of January. Um, and I think it'll be a, it'd be a nice resurgence. I think uh, last year was very, very quiet because of the world and the state, but uh, hopefully mm-hmm. this year we, and I think it's, it's, it's kind of nice and not nice, but We've had three years of people to kind of perfect new construction tools and techniques and material and all kinds of stuff. So I think people want to start showing off again and getting their juices flowing, getting all the trades out there, designers, architects, uh, Mm -hmm. even homeowners. Right. So it'd be good to see you there. I'm going to I'm still debating whether I'm going to go or not, but uh, it's always a fun time to go to the show.
0: Hold on. I think it might be in New York new york or what oh no, my god i'm on the it, wrong website no i, I literally googled ibs las vegas and i i landed on the international beauty show so <laughs> don't mind me I don't, history uh, uh, history on, <laughs> that's so funny I, I was like i was looking at the pictures thinking this doesn't feel right but i was mostly the looking construction. for dates okay january 31st there February it is second there vegas. it is yeah that's the one las vegas
1: uh, i it's actually it's ibs kbis and coverings So it's like three big shows all at the same time. And the unfortunate thing is that Coverings is at Mandalay, and then the IBS and KBIS is over by the convention center. So either you decide to wake up and go one way or go the other because you ain't going to do both shows. I was going to say, that's a a bit of a hike. It's a huge hike, huge hike. And so Vegas, but no, no, it'd be good. So I'm just trying to figure out, I think we've covered so much, man. And I think realistically, it's great that you offer the 14-day. I think people should try it. I think once tradespeople try it, they'll like it. They'll see the potential, and then they'll start carving out their what they need for their business to make it work.
0: That that's our hope. We we are definitely betting on the, hey, we're trying to just help you see success with this thing, and then you stick around. It's good for your business. Good for us.
1: I'm curious, Luke. I mean, because you would probably know the data. Since we're up here in Canada, are you getting a lot of Canadian tradespeople up here, kind of t- uh, signing up for it? We, yeah,
0: we have a lot of Canadian customers. Okay. So, I mean, overwhelmingly, the US is our kind of main hub. Canada's second by like a huge margin. And then we have like, we have a lot in Australia. We got like a baker's dozen in Israel, nice. Mexico, UK, I mean, mostly the English speaking world, but Canada, like, I mean, we sort of, well, you know, I think you guys do too a little bit. It's like US, Canada, it's kind yeah. of all the same. <laughs> Not exactly, but as far as like using apps, um we don't even distinguish often like we mostly look at the world in terms of what trade do you do yes how big is your company those are like almost more relevant factors to how how you use company cam and how it makes sense for you than whether you're in toronto or um you know alberta or texas you know yeah
1: but it is funny that it, I mean, I'm always surprised every day there's a new country that pops up and starts listening to the show, and it's not necessarily an English-based country, and I'm just like, okay, they're they're listening to it, they're getting it, and they're they're paying attention, which is great. I love it, and then I'll reach out and ask them, come on the show, and they're like, oh, my English is not that great. And I'm like, it's pretty good right now, you know what I mean? So come on the show, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> You're doing but, good enough. <laughs> it totally works. Are you ready for the 12 questions, Ben?
0: Um, uh, I, I highly doubt it, but I am... <laughs> Did you not peek Why we'll at these? to move you,
1: forward. You, you didn't peek at these. Don't no, worry. I looked. At, They're not hard questions. Yeah, you you hit me. <laughs> what is your favorite construction word? My
0: favorite construction work
1: word word.
0: Oh word cock.
1: <laughs> what is your least favorite construction word?
0: Um hmm least favorite construction how often word? was the word cock used uh, on
1: a roofing job for it to be all the time all the oh, time yeah. <laughs> well
0: it's just got a it's got the funny connotation yes, but there's yes. all sorts of you need to cock flashing and do you know yeah, yeah. um okay my least favorite construction word uh <clears throat> to me is sheetback sheetback
1: what turns you don't on want anything to do with it <laughs> don't what <laughs> what turns you on in construction sheet back okay so well a
0: sheet what we always call the sheet back in roofing is when you tear off the shingles and then there's a layer of like wood wood shingles underneath yeah and then underneath there is the space decking so you got to like redo all the plywood and even going into that job you're like i don't want to do this but then when you get surprised by it on a day of and you thought oh we're gonna be out of here today and then no, I really now I'm hauling this. plywood up the ladder. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, sheet back—that word, do you hear? And I'm immediate. I like react emotionally <laughs> when I hear it.
1: <laughs> what turns you on in construction? Ooh, ah,
0: uh, gosh. I I love building things. So the fact that you get to like make something, and then at the end of the day, you see that you, there's something different than was there before, usually better. That I love that.
1: What turns you off in
0: construction? <sighs> um I think the the I'm gonna say the weather from working in roofing. Oh man. Uh like, oh man, you're like hot as possible you can imagine. And then some days it's like the coldest. Cold. You're trying your fingers aren't working. And uh, Toronto, I'm sure Toronto can Same relate to thing. this. Same that, thing. That, you get uh, occasionally these good days but often the weather is not your friend it is your enemy.
1: What is your favorite curse word? Ooh. My favorite
0: curse word, I've got to say um hmm, hmm hmm. I think I would go with like dumbass. Dumbass. I don't know. I I like just calling someone a dumbass has kind of a it's it's not so mean, but it really does get the point across that like uh you need to start thinking.
1: It's almost like being knighted, I guess, eh? you're given credit or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah come here, you sir Damas. Uh, what is your favorite vehicle? anything in the world?
0: ooh, favorite vehicle my my nine year old is obsessed with cars. My current favorite vehicle uh is the lucid air electric dream I don't know yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. of these electric cars that has like a thousand horsepower they look awesome I just think they're really cool I do not own one but someday maybe
1: what's your least favorite car vehicle anything
0: Ooh, my least favorite vehicle I'm gonna have to go with a late 80s Dodge Caravan <laughs>
1: it's
0: what I had to drive like growing up to school so I would roll in in this like just half destroyed 88 Dodge Caravan, you know, like white, like it used to be white, but now it was like kind of like yellow where you rushed it, you know? Ugh. And I, I remember just being embarrassed of that vehicle
1: with the guillotine sliding door. All right, It was, su- <laughs> yeah, it, it was that, such you did a, I like, want to
0: have your finger. No, anywhere. yes. It, it's, absolutely. Y- you got, you were nervous. No, no. Like, that was a metal on metal connection. <laughs>
1: um, What construction sound or noise do you love? Ooh, construction noise that I love. So I'll tell you what I oh yeah.
0: I'll wait. I won't answer questions that I wasn't asked. Just like the like the 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 nail gun pattern of of like nailing a shingle. It's like uh it's either four or five nails, maybe six, depending on how much of an overachiever someone is, but it's that
1: <laughs> do, 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 do.
0: Yes. Do, 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 do.
1: It's really like that. Yes.
0: I don't know. Yeah, it's just got this, yeah, there's something about it you could just get in the zone doing that
1: what construction sound or noise do you hate
0: air compressor i don't want to hear it always don't start that thing around me I know. what prof- yeah
1: what profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day
0: uh i would say being a pilot i'm gonna say being a pilot um i kind of grew up wanting to be a pilot i've been thinking about getting my pilot's license but then it's talking to hank who's our coo um you know, he's he's older. He's wise. He's the only wise person at this company. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I know like six people that have killed themselves in plane
1: crashes, uh, flying their own plane. And I'm like,
0: Hank, you're don't.
1: Does, does he ride tell me that? Does he ride motorcycles?
0: Uh, no, he doesn't. My uh, father in law does. Yeah. Uh, no, Hank. He, he Again, I said Hank is wise. OK, um, <laughs> but I no, I would love I, I don't think I would want to be a pilot for a job, but I, I like love traveling. I love different places. And the idea of, of like that being a lot sort of more straightforward than like airport security, connecting flights is like super exciting. I think I would just have a lot of fun doing it. What
1: profession would you not
0: like to do? Ooh. Well, any number I'm going to say. I'm going to say, well, the here's the first one that came to mind being a cop. Uh, okay. I drove past a cop today on the way in, and like, just, I just cops are just not having a good run of it. It seems like the most thankless dealing with terrible people. I just, I know cops, and I
1: oh, it's hard. No,
0: it's don't. Hard I don't want to do it.
1: Last question: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Ooh well done my good and faithful servant oh man look it's absolute pleasure to meet you man and chat with you and talk shop and learn a little more about the company cam and everything like that and all the best in the future and i'm sure we'll cross paths one day again so all good
0: I'll see you at the IBS, Manny. And it was a pleasure being (laughs) here, man. This was an awesome interview. Thank you. Thank
1: you. you. One last time. So www.companycam.com, Luke at companycam.com, and it's at companycam app on IG, and everywhere else is companycam. I think, Angelina, we're all done. I think we're good. So, All right. We are out of here, man.